Hey guys, it's Corey here. We've got another Bitcoin breadcrumbs for you. Uh, this one is a year in review. So this is a Bitcoin 2021 year in review. Um, figured since it's New Year's, it uh, would be a good time to kind of review everything that's happened over the last year. And uh, as you know, in Bitcoin, uh, there's not a boring day. So let alone uh, a year, uh, there was a lot that happened this year. Uh, so we get into all that. And, uh, you know, if we forget anything, I apologize. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, the sponsor is CoinBeast. Go to CoinBeast.com. Click on the Connect tab. You can, you know, connect with different professionals and they will teach you about mining and uh, DeFi and taxes, anything you need to know. So uh, check it out. It's a great place, great resource. I'm getting into mining, so I will actually be using it myself. Um, CoinBeast.com is the website. It's also brought to you by Movies Plus. That's my streaming platform. Check it out. Get a free 30-day trial on mymoviesplus.com or go into this uh, app store and search for movies plus you'll find it download it get a three a free 30 day i can't say that right i keep saying a three thirty day trial maybe i'm losing my mind i don't know um it's been a crazy year so maybe i am but yeah it's a free 30 day trial uh whenever you download the app and uh hopefully uh you guys enjoy it we're adding stuff all the time so check it out and uh yeah let's get into it I'm back. Uh, so I got to tell you to start this off that, by the way, this is Bitcoin breadcrumbs. And sorry, fellow plebs, it's been a couple weeks, but it's been a crazy couple weeks for myself, especially. But uh, I know Luke's been crazy busy as well. And um, uh, also, if I sound a little different today, it's because I'm a little under the weather, but also. I packed all my stuff to send to my new house. So I literally am working off of headphones here. Um, so I don't have my professional equipment. Um, but Luke, so I got to tell you every time, um, more and more, every time we do one of these, I'm learning more things that you Aussie say and like finding them in other parts of life. So have you ever seen the show Bluey? Or did we discuss this before? Bluey? Yeah. No, it's an Australian I don't, kids I've, show. I've heard of it, but I don't think so. <laughs> you don't sit what around you and learn? watch a preschool kid. So the one episode, um, the one character Bingo really has to pee, and the dad is like, "All right, I'll just take you over to this bush." But like before he does that, like the character Bingo is like, "Daddy, Daddy, I'm busting! Hurry!" And I was like, "Oh my god, I remember Luke saying that." The first yeah. time we did a recording together, as soon as we stopped recording, <laughs> you were like, I gotta, I, I gotta take a piss, man. I'm, I'm, I'm busting. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Is that just an Australian thing? Busting to take a piss? I get, I, I haven't heard it other than the TV show Bluey or. You. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Like all, all these things, all these things that we say, it just feels normal to me. So that's funny. That's Did I tell you what we say in Pittsburgh? What do you say? I think it, they tell me we we say yins. I mean, we don't, I don't like instead of you all or y'all, you know, like oh. the southern thing where you like you say like yeah, yeah. In yeah. Pittsburgh, there are some people, very few, but they say yins instead. Yeah. Like I've never heard anyone in my family say it, but oh. I've heard people say it. Um. We're all yeah. a weird bunch. All of us, oh. whether we're from Pittsburgh or Australia, we're all a little bit, a little bit left. Yep. 
Um, all right, so this episode is going to be kind of like a year in review instead of a week in review. Um, and Luke, you've got the topics queued up. So what, uh, what happened? Did anything happen to Bitcoin in 2021? I mean, we started the year off. What was the price at the beginning of the year? Absolutely nothing happened to Bitcoin in 2021. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. nothing. Uh, I, I think like heaps happened, obviously. So you got the China ban, you got El Salvador making it legal tender. You've got goddamn, yeah, nation states buying Bitcoin bonds. Obviously a lot happened. Um, I, I, are you surprised about the price, Corey? Because me personally, I actually, I'm, I'm surprised we're not a lot higher. I'll be, I'll be the first to admit there that I was, just, I was expecting to see a six-figure Bitcoin in 2021. That's one thing I certainly did not expect. Um, yeah. How about you, yeah. Corey? No, I agree. I had, um, you know, uh, her Twitter handles Crypto Mags. Um, uh, she's uh, real into like mining and stuff like that. Um, and so I, uh, I don't know her last name. That's why I'm not saying you know, I'm just saying Crypto Mags. Um, but everybody calls her Mags. Uh, I had her on, and this was like during the main meteoric rise in the spring. And I said to her, like, what's your price prediction? And she was like, I'm a lot more, you know, um, like, uh, she's like, I'm more realistic. You know, I just, I, I don't want to set my expectations too high. Like she's like, so what everybody else is saying, you know, she's like, I'm like maybe a hundred K, maybe a hundred K, you know, in 2021. And we kind of like laughed, like, yeah, maybe like, maybe like of course you know that was like a safe bet that was a, a very safe bet when and it didn't yeah really i mean way. yeah it was wild i think what we started the year january 2021 i think that was when bitcoin's pumping so bitcoin pumped from like 10k to 60k um from when was it november all the way through to march so like we started the first two to three months of the year and bitcoin was literally hyperinflated against the US dollar. It's going up at 50% each month to start the year. So that was pretty wild. Um, and then obviously uh, the whole China ban happened kind of early. Was that Q2 2021? So that probably would be the next big event that actually happened in Bitcoin land. China banning Bitcoin. It's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a minor thing that happened. Um, ironically, no pun intended there, a minor thing that happened. Um, <laughs> well played but uh yeah you know i wonder i don't know because i'm i mean how much can we tell that they're not still mining like i i just go to the nefarious way like i automatically go hey like you know they didn't ban it they made it appear as though they banned it and they're mining the shit out of it to, to try and wreck it so that they can get everybody on the digital you want. Um, what say you? Yeah, I saw something recently. Um, don't, don't trust me on this plebs, go and verify it because um, I didn't look into it too deeply. But I remember seeing that 20% of the hash rate globally is still in China. Um, it's just gone underground. So um, I don't know if that that's would, a good or bad thing. I, I, I think it's, I don't, I don't think it matters either way. I think the China event was a good thing for Bitcoin. I think it decentralized the network more. I think 
Um, and I think it also kind of took that FUD out of the out of the FUD box. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, oh, China's going to 51% attack Bitcoin. Well, you know, now they can't. You can't anymore. I mean, do they... I don't know. I'm just like so concerned with... Because they play these things out. I mean, like people joke about like the the 4D chess, but they really do play 4D chess. Like they're thinking way ahead. Um, so it's just, I think that's maybe my paranoia, but I'm like, man, like, is it really, like, did they, are they doing something that we're not ready for, you know? Um, or do you think that Bitcoin really has the, the screws to them and they're, they're, they're backs up against the wall and the only thing they can do is flip everything else over to them prior to Bitcoin taking over. So I've actually I've given a lot of thought. We've kind of fought HS and I've given a lot of thoughts with my tinfoil hat on and kind of thinking through all the conspiracy theories. But I think it's kind of, I think they've just shot themselves in the foot. I think they, I think they banned Bitcoin not because they have a smart plan, just because there's a couple of different things going on in China at the time that kind of forced them to ban Bitcoin. I think you've got three things. So the first is obviously they're trying to, they're going to try and push the digital yuan for the uh, winter Olympics that starts in, I don't know. It's, it's 2022. The winter Olympics is happening. Yeah. So I think they probably always had a plan to ban Bitcoin before the winter Olympics because they want people using the digital yuan at the Olympics. Um, That's the only digital currency they want people using. So that's number one. Number two is there's actually like an energy crisis going on in China. Um, I think all year, especially later in the year, they've had to start rationing the energy that these factories are using. So at the moment, these factories are only being able to actually turn on and manufacture things for like three or four days in a week, just because there's an absolute energy crisis. Um, And that's actually why China, um, like China put tariffs on Australian coal um, since the start of 2020. We've had these ships sitting off the shore of China uh, for about 18 months. They were sitting there from the start of 2020, just full of coal um, and China wouldn't take it. They said, no, we're not taking it. We're not taking it. Uh, We've put you on tariffs. But then recently, I think it might have been September or October 2021, So only two or three months ago, China said, you know what? We'll take that coal. We need that coal. We need it because we're running out of goddamn energy. Um, So that's kind of the second factor. There was an energy crisis going on in China. And they said, look, we need all the energy we can get. We need to kick these Bitcoin miners out because they're using um, energy here. Um, And then I think a third factor that why China banned Bitcoin was the, I think, um, was it that 100-year anniversary of the CCP? Um, going on at the same time as like a big celebration or something going on at the same time of the Bitcoin mining ban. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of things going on in China. Yeah, there was. It's interesting not to harp on the China thing too much, but I mean, I just like to pull on that because yeah, I mean, why are they having an energy crisis right now? You know, what it, how what's what's causing it is it was it the greed that they were putting tariffs on you know energy sources coming in i mean i find it hard to believe that they're that short-sighted or that stupid um it's just interesting to me 
you know, is it how how are they falling into this trap of a self-inflicted wound when they when everybody gives them credit for being this maniacal, manipulative force that is taking on the world? Um, I don't know. Do you have the answer to that, Luke? You got to have the answer. The, um, I missed the first part of your question. Um, your mic just... isn't as good as usual. Uh, but the energy crisis, what's causing it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, so the energy crisis is massive. We could honestly do a whole fucking episode on the energy crisis. Um, but the the um, the global elite, they um, they kind of gathered at the um, what's it called Glasgow recently. Um, they're trying to push us all green. So essentially, the the, the long um, the short the short version of a long story is they're shutting off renewable energy sources like natural gas and. Um, all of these things across Europe and in the UK, and they're shutting off all the natural gas wells and all of that good stuff. Um, and that's impacting literally everything. Um, so obviously natural gas is an important um, kind of first ingredient for fertilizer. It's important in the process that fertilizers made. Obviously gas is what you stick in your car. So that's why the prices of everything's been going bananas recently. Um, like if you have a look at this, like gas prices, uh, this year, look at that gas prices are up like 400%, um, in certain places in Europe, um, electricity prices in Germany up like, uh, hundred, no, 400% or something ridiculous in the past year. Like even in the U S people listening locally in the U S this is a chart of U S gas and gas prices going from what's that? two bucks to nearly three bucks so that's up what 30 40 percent in a year um Jesus and it's crazy. all because these idiots that gathered at this cop 26 global climate change meeting they essentially came out and said hey look we're going to transition the whole world to like a net zero carbon emissions kind of world by 2050 we need to keep shutting down um natural gas um any fossil fuel based kind of energy source so that's coal natural gas and oil um and obviously that's that's uh impacting the prices of everything you're seeing um so that's why there's an energy shortage that's why there's an energy crisis like they're warning in europe right now that people are going to freeze to death this winter because they're just not going to be able to afford to heat their homes in the winter i mean how much of that is fear mongering though? No, it's legit. This is look at gas prices in Dutch. Uh, this, uh, I can't even, I'm having a mental blank of what country this in is. Germany or Netherlands. Or... Yeah. Gas, uh, gas, gas prices up from that's 700% in a year. 700%. Yeah. Fuel prices in the U S aren't as badly affected as the UK, um, and Europe, because they're the ones that are aggressively um, pers- uh, pursuing this kind of green initiative. Um, and I think recently a couple of the countries in the EU, um, they shifted to uh, renewable energies like solar and wind earlier than the rest of the world last year. And then this year, they're more heavily reliant on uh, wind energy for the, for the grid and that kind of thing. And it was like the, um, that was the least windy year in like 60 years. Um, so that was also a contributing factor. Um, just it's, to- uh, interesting. Um, I mean, we're just so close to an actual hyperinflation event happening. Um, that 
makes me wonder if it's happening, if it isn't happening at the moment, you know, um, I didn't realize it, it, it's weird. Cause like, so gas is like, I just filled up today. It's like three fifty a gallon, roughly. Um, but like, I didn't realize that a year ago it was like two dollars a gallon. Yeah, that was a chart we're just looking at. So, that like, because in my mind, like, I mean, I remember in high school, the gas being at like three dollars, and being like, "Oh, it'll never be that low again," you know. Because um, gas prices always fluctuate, but it's. I didn't realize, you know, it's just kind of like you become like numb to the the price, like swings and everything. But I mean, like I, I had that I put posted on Twitter. I probably brought it up last time we talked, but about how I orange pilled three people at the gas station in like ninety seconds, and it was just because they were like talk. They were all talking about how the prices of everything were going up. It was like the two cash cashiers and the lady checking out in front of me and they were just talking about the prices of everything going up, you know, just having like a general conversation. And I, you know how it is as a Bitcoiner, you just can't help yourself. And you're just like, Bitcoin fixes this. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I literally chimed in was like, I was like prices are crazy. Right. And they're like, yeah, I said, you know, it's because they're manipulating the money supply. And they're like, yeah, I know, you know, and like these people, nobody's an economist. None of them are, you know, it's two gas station employees and a random lady. And yeah. they're like, they get the narrative that the money's being printed. And then they go like, well, and I said, that's why you guys should look into Bitcoin. Not because the price goes up, but because it can't be manipulated. And they were like, I heard something about that, you know. And I gave them like 30 second pitch. And like I said, it's not like I did a great pitch. I just did, all I did was give the bullet points of how it can't be manipulated. And you know, they can't take it away from you and just put a little bit away every month and, you know, don't look at it for years and years and see what, see what happens. And like, by at the end of that, they were all like, and I think the, I think the one girl actually, oh yeah. Cause I went back into the gas station like a week or two later and the one girl working at the register, she was there and I was like, Hey, I was like, you were the one I talked to about Bitcoin, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I went home that night and was talking to my boyfriend about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, we should look into that and everything. And then she ended up, um, so I think, I don't know if she's, she, maybe she's listening right now, but she actually, she looked up the podcast like I, and everything. So she's, she might be a listener now. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. If you're listening, story, stacks of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long story short, um, to, to the average person, like me, who's smooth-brained and doesn't understand economics, um, it's becoming painfully obvious that um, you know if if someone like me can figure out that something's wrong, then that means everyone can, and that's what I'm starting to see. Like when I'm down here at the bottom of the dumb pole, and I <laughs> don't be silly, and I figured it out. It's like wow, God, everybody else must have figured it out, or they're going to. Um, anyways. You said it painfully obvious. You can't ignore it anymore. Like these charts, absolutely nuts. Can, can, can you see the EU and the UK gas price just going absolutely parabolic? It's mm. so obvious and people see it everywhere they go. Like that was the chart I was talking about earlier. German power prices up 400%. 
We could literally do a whole episode on um, um, the energy crisis that's going on at the moment. I think it's really not talked about as much as it should be, but it's coming and it's coming to a country around us. I think Brazil, they're the fourth largest um, food producer in the world. And their president came out two months ago and said, hey, look, um, there's, there's, an app, there's a massive uh, fertilizer shortage there's going to be a massive shortage in food next year. We're giving you a warning a, a year in advance, but um, you like you nailed it. Nobody's Painfully. heeding that warning. What's that? Nobody's heeding that warning. Yeah, nobody is, apart from the Bitcoiners. Um, and 2021 was a year as well that um, kind of proved the crazy conspiracy theorists right because oh, you have to remember in 2020, um, we, the Fed printed all this money and there was no inflation. And the gold bugs and the Bitcoiners, we were screaming, there's going to be hyperinflation. There's going to be inflation. But that's probably another big event that happened in 2021. We actually saw inflation for the first time ever. I don't think we actually saw the CPI kick up to above 2% um, until what, April or May. Um, and then when it hit 4 to 4%, it went to 5 to 6 And now it's at like, what, 6.8%, which is... The, the highest level in 40 years. So I think that was a pretty big story of 2021. Um, Corey, yeah. is it transitory? Well, no. <laughs> and I'm not even smart enough to understand what that means. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the coughing, but... Um, but the... It, so what was the... I mean, what was the... It was the highest inflation seen since like the 80s, right? Yeah. And and it's and this is the manipulated number that they tell you. This isn't the actual number, right? Spot on. Yeah, you nailed it. So we're seeing inflation out of control and Bitcoiners were screaming all during 2020. I mean, that's what like I I thought it was gonna happen immediately. Like I was like, oh my god, they doubled the money supply in like a month. Like that's insane everything's going to go through the roof. I'm all in on Bitcoin. And that's what started me down my rabbit hole journey. Um, and, and then as the year was going on, I'm like, how is this not kicking off? But yeah, like you said, the Bitcoiners, the conspiracy theorists, man, they nailed it again. It, they're, you know, they're batting about 500 right now. Conspiracy theorists are hitting about like every <laughs> other pitch out of the park. You know, and the ones that they don't hit out of the park, they're like, you know, like a solid, like this is baseball, so you won't understand. Uh, it, I don't know how to talk cricket, so I can't get there for you. But, um, <laughs> but these are the ones that don't leave the park are solid doubles off the wall, like balls that like they hit the top of the home run wall and were almost home runs. So like even when they miss, it still almost was a home run. Like conspiracy, conspiracy theory, still close crushing enough, rushing it, rushing it. Um, okay, so let's put. Uh, let, not to get away from 2021 too much. Well, actually, you know what? Let's put a plug in that. At the end of this year in review of 2021, I want to ask you what I th- you think year in 2022 review is going to sound like. I want to ask well, you the same thing, the same question. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. So that means yeah. you guys have to listen till the end and listen to all of our sponsors that are mid-roll. No, I'm kidding. We don't have mid-roll sponsors. Um, <laughs> yeah, we anyways. don't. Anyways, um, so yeah, yeah. What's a, where do you want to go? I, I from think here? if 
Yeah, I think inflation was a big story. I think, yeah, for 40 years we haven't seen it in the manipulated number and everybody believed the narrative. Oh, we're living in deflationary demographics. We can keep printing money forever and lowering interest rates forever and there'll be no consequence. Uh, We're living under this MMT, Keynesian kind of world. So um, you inflationists and your gold bugs, you're crazy. So I thought that was a big story in 2021, that we actually saw inflation. Um, That was big. Um, I think obviously something else we didn't touch on earlier, um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. That was in February. Yeah, that was... What was the pump the day that he announced? All he did was tweet and said, in the end, it was inevitable and changed his bio in Twitter to just Bitcoin, hashtag Bitcoin. And I want to say that it was at least a 10% pump. Yeah, it was massive. Um, I think Bitcoin, I think it was like a seven or an $8,000 daily candle. <coughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, um, you know, everybody was really excited at the beginning. I was excited, but I also, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just so used to people, like, I'm so skeptical of people. So I'm just like, maybe I've been like, burnt too many times or whatever so i just you know i i was waiting for the other shoe to drop with him um because really that's a key is for bitcoin is you have to get to the point that um you know all your heroes are gonna die all your all your all the people you you know don't put people up on a pedestal number one but even if you have them on like you know half of pedestal (laughs) halfway up on one or you look up to them and look at them for information um, it sounds really cynical, but just go about it in a, with the assumption that they're going to let you down eventually and that you need to think for yourself. Take the information they're giving you, distill it, understand it yourself, and then make action. take action based on what you've learned. But what they do personally should not affect you. That's just... I, I think that's what Bitcoiners are so good at. Um, they always oh, yeah. verify everything. Um, and especially when Elon Musk, I think um, just recently I was listening to his interview he did yesterday on the Lex Friedman podcast. Um, he's probably the second biggest podcast behind Joe Rogan, probably. Um, and it's very clear that Elon Musk, yes, he's the smartest person in the world. And um, a lot of people kind of take everything he says is gospel, but he still doesn't understand Bitcoin. He has no fucking clue. Not even one. He doesn't have a clue. He's on there talking about Dogecoin. Um, He tried his best not to mention the Lightning Network. I thought that was really Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, He didn't bring it up. I'll let let people go and listen to the this a certain segment but i thought it was very interesting it was almost as if he was deliberately not trying to mention the lightning network um and then when lex freeman started talking about other scaling layers he jumped in really quickly and he goes yeah yeah the lightning network oh yeah i know about that but yeah. uh, you guys go and listen to that it's interesting I mean, so what i wonder what it is because i mean i don't want to give him i don't want to say he's the smartest person in the world but he's intelligent what is it that causes them to not get it because like Lex Friedman, for you know, as obtuse as he is or whatever, you know, with his black suit and tie, you know, every time like it's like I don't, but it, like he's a smart dude. 
but he can't grasp Bitcoin either. It's all the amount of hours you put in. It's all proof of work. And I think the Bitcoiners, especially the Bitcoiners on Twitter, um, they probably have more time than Elon Musk. Like he can probably, what, maybe put an hour a day aside for Bitcoin. I think it honestly takes like, it takes it takes a thousand hours. Um, it's like that common saying, you need to master something, you need to dedicate at least a thousand hours to it. I think Bitcoin's, I think Bitcoin's even an exception to that. I think you need to put a ridiculous amount of time into Bitcoin to understand it. I think Elon just hasn't done the work. And I think that's, he doesn't want to do the work. Yeah. Um, you know, it, he doesn't want to, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's kind of mind boggling, but yeah, that's the best way to look at it. It's like you said, it's the pr- Bitcoin is proof of work in your knowledge of it and in the production of it. It's all proof of yep. work. Um, and if you don't understand Bitcoin, it just means you haven't worked on it enough. The more you work yeah. on it, the more you understand it. Um, I, I don't know. His, I thought it was so cringe. I never even watched him on SNL on Saturday Night Live. Like just him dressed up like Wario, talking about Dogecoin. Like <laughs> talking about making a fool out of yourself. Um, yeah. And. It, I go back to what Preston Pish said um, whenever he was talking about Mark Cuban on the podcast with me. And he said that he's found that if Bitcoin, there's one thing Bitcoin can do. It's that if you have bad intentions, Bitcoin will expose them in a very public way. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I made one of those videos. Think of viral or anything. I thought it would. I made one of those like, uh, um, like uh, gangster, like, uh, what thug life yeah the thug life yeah 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 yeah. like i made a clip of that whenever like a preston saying that and then like paused and like the da 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 it's the motherfucking d-o-double-g snoop dog and like the blunt came into his mouth and the sunglasses (laughs) came down um but yeah nobody nobody really took to that so whatever you have to send it to me i didn't say it um yeah but yeah i I think it's because i'm shadow banned because i'm um i'm that bad at twitter Um, okay where we all are well, here I'm actually getting. I had this notification a couple weeks ago, um, like a week or so ago. My screen time for the week was an average of 45 minutes. That's good. A day. I was like, whoa. <laughs> was That's like, really crap. good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think usually I'm in like the three to four hour range. Um, okay. And I'm sure from the average person, it's much more. Um, you know, but I'm, I don't know. I'm just nothing interests me on my phone anymore. I'm just, there's nothing like, you know, all the commercials came out. Sorry, we're getting off the topic here, plebs, but like all the commercials, Christmas time, buy a new phone, buy a new phone. And me and my wife were like, why would we get a new phone? Like, what's the new phone going to do that I really want it for? Like the answer is nothing. Exactly. There's, there's nothing. And I honestly think Bitcoin is what has done that to me. Like, you know, I'm just sitting there, like, looking at my phone. I'm like, all these games are stupid. All these things I could be checking are stupid. Um, If it wasn't for Bitcoin Twitter, I don't even think I'd touch Twitter. Because I have, like, my different accounts that follow different segments of, like, news and information that I like to get. Um, And I don't even go on the other ones. I just don't care. It's really don't. And 
don't know. That's just where I'm at in life, man. That's that's why I'm moving out to the country and getting all the land. And you'll appreciate this, Luke. I was standing on my new property today, and I realized that the closest living thing to me is a goat. <laughs> like the closest, uh, the first when we bought the house, I was unpacking stuff from the car in the dark, and I just heard like Matt. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and it was like maybe like half mile away or something. Um, but yeah, that's, that's I'm like, I'm, I'm out there, man. I'm gone. I'm done. And the, Bitcoin has done this to me. Bitcoin has pushed me to be like, I can, you know, walk around my yard stark naked and nobody would know. That's good. I, I want to go out of the country. Um, yeah, I think that that'll be a big trend in 2022, actually people will be continually moving out of cities to the country like you are, I think, um, especially yeah. if the energy crisis just gets worse and food inflation gets worse and worse. I think that that'll be something common that we'll continue to see. Yep. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know, but Elon, you know, it was funny too, because I was listening to Rogan with Tim Dillon today and he was talking about, they were talking about Tesla's and then, they didn't, they somehow got to the point they're like, aren't they like destroying like Nevada with like how much like lithium ion they're taking out of the the earth there um, to make these green cars, you know, these quote unquote green cars. So to tie the, the energy crisis, the green initiative and Elon together, is that like maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's why Bitcoin doesn't work for him because, because it, what he's building is a lie you know like and a lot of people like us have seen through that lie from the beginning like anybody that wanted an electric car i was like oh that's so cool that you can plug your car into the wall so that you don't have any emissions you know you don't give off any exhaust in your car that's really cool do you know where that electricity came from like and did you know that that electricity has emissions like it there's coal burning somewhere that goes into the atmosphere does the exact same thing that you are doing with a car, but you're just, you're just, you're just moving it further away from you. You're, you're removing what, what is it? You're just, you're taking the consequence and putting it out of sight so that you don't feel responsible for it. Um, which also, so, you know, that's another thing that could be, it's just complete bullshit anyways. But like, so what Elon does is it's full of shit with a lot of what he talks about. And I'm I'm it, talking shit right now, to be honest. Dude, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just late at night sitting here talking shit it's, and not having an intelligent <laughs> conversation. But no, you you're know. right though. That's a good point. You're 100 percent right. A lot of people think, oh, once you transition to renewable energy, we're all good. Like there's no there's no downsides to it. But all I see is downsides to it because you nailed it. You it, they spend a shit ton of fucking oil and gas into these massive trucks that they use to dig up all the rare earth materials like lithium and cobalt and nickel, um, and all and a lot of the places that they mine that stuff. Those mines are pretty much ran um, by child child labor, um, like literally child labor. And the amount of damage it does to the earth, I was thinking of another statistic. Um, they have to dig up like 150 tons or 150 metric tons worth of earth 
to get like one ton worth of the actual material. So they're destroying the earth. They're using a shit ton of fossil fuels to do it. And they're supporting uh, child slave labor to, um, they're the ones who carry all the rocks back and forth at the mines. It's, it's. That in, that's in South Africa, right? Or I'm no, not South sure Africa, exactly. The country. But because um, there's something that like Tim Dillon was saying, it's like a specific thing. It can maybe only be found in like the Congo or something like that. That's in every cell phone. It's just like a little thing that can only be found there. It's a little element and it's dug up there and put into every single device that we all have. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's like, it's kind of like, uh, did you ever see hunger games? Yeah. It's kind of like hunger games where like in the, in the Dysotopian, like futuristic capital city everything's perfect <laughs> and the consequences of their perfect world are pushed out onto the outer sectors you know and they don't see it and they don't care to see it because i might you know, watch that again i might watch the hunger Games series again actually because i haven't watched it being uh being red pilled uh you probably watched it like when you were on like your first date and like back in like junior high or something <laughs> possibly i remember i watched the first one but i haven't watched the other ones since because i didn't really get the first one but i think the reason i didn't get it was because i wasn't orange pilled so i might i might um i might go and watch that again um because someone recommended it to me the other day as a bitcoin movie go and watch the hunger games oh yeah yeah it's, i'll have to rewatch it too um do you mind if we pause real quick i gotta run to the bathroom yeah, me, me too. Let's do it. Okay. Sorry about that. No, no, don't be silly. Uh, it's a good thing. Um, you know how I feel. I'm normally, I drink like, um, so I'm trying to convert it to gallons. I probably drink like a gallon and a half of fluid a day. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Is that about six liters? I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm from America yeah. where we just speak American and everybody does what we're supposed to do. Like you guys <laughs> screw that metric system where you have, you know, like 1000 meters is a kilometer. Like that's dumb. Why not do 5,283 feet as a mile? That makes so much more sense. <laughs> you guys are nuts. Know, Actually like, nuts. The, o- uh, the, o- the only thing that makes. That was sarcasm, of- right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, but, good. I mean, seriously, think it, it's 5,280 feet for a mile. <laughs> Makes no sense, does it? Zero. No. 1,600 and like what? How many meters to a mile? Something really arbitrary number. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a number that a guy was walking and then he stopped and said, okay, that's good. Like that's really? he was like, no, I have no idea. I'm just saying, like it was like back in like the 1700s, probably just some guy walking, like, yeah, it's about a mile. Let's figure it, it out. Surprise me. Um, Sorry, just uh. it's funny too, because although I will say, so Fahrenheit versus Celsius, I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but that like zero degrees Celsius makes sense for freezing, but one time somebody explained to me because 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing. Um, that makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. 
But somebody pointed out and they said, they're like, on just a very simple scale, it's actually, if you look at it in Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Fahrenheit means it's too hot to be outside and it's dangerous. And zero degrees Fahrenheit means it's too cold to be outside and it's dangerous. Like anywhere, like the further, the closer you get to one of those spectrums, the more dangerous the temperature can be. And I was like, you know, I actually buy that. As an American, I want to be on top. So that's why we're right and everybody else is stupid. You know what? I'm a metric system maximalist. That's what it comes down to. It just makes sense. Um, do you remember where we were at before? What oh, we were, we were talking, talking about... about um, I hope you include all that, by the way. Um, What's that, sorry? Our, I hope you include our metric system argument. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I think we'll. I think we just about to round up and talk about our predictions uh, for 2022. I think probably the last big news event or item I could think of that happened in 2021 was probably El Salvador. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we can't forget El Salvador. I think that that's just um, the tip of the iceberg. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before, but like, I just think that it's it's these small countries that have gotten dicked over by the IMF and the United States. And they're just saying, all right, fine. Like we're, we're hopping off this train. Cause like you said too, like the prices are going crazy elsewhere, but in the U S it's happening last. So these other countries are like, all right, we gotta, we gotta find a life raft off of here, off of the U S dollar. Um, and, uh, you know, thankfully, it's not like the Titanic where only women and children can go in the lifeboats. We don't even have enough for them. It's everybody can get in the lifeboats. There's plenty of lifeboats. There's 21 million Bitcoin and you can break it down to 100 million sats for Bitcoin. There's you've got tons and you can go further than that. There's tons of room on the SS Bitcoin for people to jump on. It's a great point. And the beautiful thing about it is literally everyone around the world with a $50 smartphone can jump on the Bitcoin lifeboats. Even the people in developing countries, you know, I think cell phone penetrations, at something like 70 to 80%. So uh, the majority, the world. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That, that blew me away. This is back in 2013 um, on my honeymoon, actually going to like, you know, the Caribbean and like, I don't know what what world you technically would call the Caribbean, like different islands there. But like, you know, uh, driving past a lot of shacks, you know, and, and like metal structures, you know what I mean? Like just very poor areas. Um, yeah. And I remember saying to my wife, I was like, it blows me away that there's so many cell phones. Like, you know, there was like this little, little in the town was like, not even like a town center, but like basically where people gathered and there were a couple shops there and everything, the walls, everything was made of, you know, tin basically. And, um, and they're all shacks, but they had this huge Blackberry sign and an Apple sign and phones. And I was like, that's wild. It's wild that, you know, it's a actually fun fact too, for people. Um, so, movies uh at least to, uh, up to a handful of years ago before the penetration of all the subscription platforms was reaching all those countries 
movies were making a killing on YouTube in those countries because people could watch them for free with ads. They could, um, so they would geofence it to those territories. Anyways, fun fact. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But um, but yeah, it's it's inevitable that people are going to be like, you know, wait a minute. Um, and the, if we're seeing it here, it's probably much more. I don't know. Do you have hard stats on that of like how crazy it is? Um, the, the the inflation in other countries with Venezuela is that who just wh- where is it that they said they're going to find people for pr- pricing the groceries too high? Is that Venezuela? Oh, you, which country has the worst inflation? Well, yeah, no, the didn't Venezuela say that they they're sending police in? And if the grocery stores were pricing the groceries too high, they were going to find them. Oh, I didn't say that. I think it was them. Um, but the US know, is posturing to do that, actually. Coming to a, a country near you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I'm not sure if we talked about that in a recent BBC, but uh, we're talking about President Biden um, sending the FTC. I think it's called the Federal Trade Commission or something like that. But he was asking that NGO or that uh, government body to go and investigate um, all the oil companies um, because of the the price is too high. And Biden saying it's it's the greedy Russians, it's the yeah. greedy oil and gas countries. And then Warren Elizabeth Warren um, two weeks later st- um, asked the FTC to investigate uh, Walmart, Amazon, all the big like uh, all the big shops in America, saying, "Look, it's the greedy corporations. That's why the price is going up." It's the kind of the final stages of central planning failing as their currency is hyperinflating. They uh, send the military into the shops and fine them for raising the price of goods and services. Is it, so they, so you see the central planning is all failing. What's right? that? Sorry. Like, so the central planning, this big scheme that they have for the Great Reset and everything, is it falling apart? Yeah. Because not to get on the COVID side, but like, it blew me away. Like, all of a sudden, the last week, there was like a 180 on the narrative where, like, they were saying, like, oh, masks, you know, don't really work, you know, or something. Like, I've just seen these like snippets where I'm like, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like, the, the narrative's changing. Like, are they are they priming us for the to move on from this to get ready for the digital the cyber pandemic? Yep. Know. Yep. Yeah. Recently, they held the 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 IMF recently uh, held a simulation with I think the ten largest countries. Um, did you see that one simulating what would happen? A in simulation the... or a prediction? Yeah, both. Yeah. <laughs> They're all predictions that come out of the World Economic Forum, but this was the IMF saying, what's going to happen if a cyber attack takes down the financial system? Oh, we'd have to close the banks and have a big bank holiday. Um, all these sorts of different scenarios. I suggest that people go and check out that article. That's an interesting read. But that's the yeah. next, that's where I was going with that. Um, obviously, I'm not sure what to read into the whole corona hysteria. I think they've played their hand and I think they're going to continue down their Orwellian path as as far as it goes i think that they've committed i think they're going to keep going but it wouldn't surprise me now that people are sick of the covid narrative and that's why you're going to start seeing more of the climate change narrative um start pulling the ripcord on the covid stuff and what's that sorry they're going to start pulling the ripcord on the covid yeah 
I don't know. Well, maybe I thought it was interesting that the a month uh, the euro dollar futures curve inverts in October or whenever it was, and the banking system was slowing down in October of this year. Um, and then all of a sudden, oh, we got a new strain of COVID. Oh, what a surprise. It's it's like the perfectly timed, um, the perfectly timed uh, scapegoat to blame um, the taper tantrum on. So the Fed and all the central banks around the world are trying to taper into a slowing economy. And that's obviously going to fail in my eyes. Explain, that to, explain that to a stupid person like me. <laughs> don't be silly um but so the, the fed's gonna say they're gonna slow down their uh bond buying so recently they've been buying 120 billion dollars um of assets each month and now that inflation's up at around six percent um the fed's saying okay okay we have to stop printing all this money because it's causing inflation we're going to slow it down now um, but we all know that they can't slow down the Ponzi scheme. You can't taper a Ponzi. You can't raise rates like Jerome's saying they're going to do in 2022. Um, and there's lots of indications that show the economy slowing down. So the euro dollar futures curve inverted recently. Um, banks aren't lending money. Um, or lots of indicators are showing that we've got a slowing economy. So um, it looks like the Fed's going to have to abandon this plan that they have to taper their QE um, and stop and not raise rates in 2022. And I was just saying um, a new variant of COVID, what do they call it? Omicron. That's a perfect excuse, um, perfectly timed excuse and scapegoat to pop up at this particular month. Um, Cause I'll get about a month into tapering um, stock markets will puke and shit the bed. And then the fed will go, Oh, but Omicron's around. So now we got to fire up the printers again. And, um, they'll have the perfect excuse. Yeah, they love that. They can't stop printing money. They love it. Let's That actually ties us into uh, predictions. I think we covered everything in 2021. Yeah, I'm um, sure there's stuff we missed. So if we miss anything, clubs, please yell at us online. Yeah, tell us off. Um, I think so. something that I was surprised and wrong about was the lack of other public companies that adopted Bitcoin um, as legal tender. So I think after MicroStrategy and then uh, Elon Musk did it in such short time period, I thought you would have saw a flood of um, public companies do it towards the end of this year. But something that I was wrong on was a nation state adopting it as a legal tender so early. So maybe Corey, we can say, how do you expect do you expect any other countries to follow El Salvador's playbook in 2022? And do you expect to see public companies do the same thing? I think that in 2022, I think there will be at least a handful of countries that adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Um, but the 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 question is gonna be what happens after that because it's just doing just one doing it it's like oh that's just one um but all of a sudden if there's three four five that have done it it's i think going to spread like wildfire at that point and and really catch um among the emerging markets um as far as countries go or i mean uh, companies <sighs> i don't know i like to give them I think that they'll be, I think the companies will be behind the countries per capita, basically. So like 
you know, the amount of countries there are in the world versus, you know, percentage, percentage of countries in the world versus percentage of public companies in the world. I think the countries are going to outpace the companies because the companies are really enjoying the, the stock price getting, you know, big and fat. And um, I don't think a lot of them are looking at it from a macro perspective where they, they realize it's just, it's not going up in value. It's just getting debased at an insane rate. Um, so I don't think, I don't think we're going to see a bunch of huge big companies come in. I'd like to be proven wrong, but I don't know, what do you think? I think that's a good point. Um, I think, yeah, I think you just slightly changed my mind just with the point you made. I think that is a good point. For these public companies, they have a lot more to lose. Um, I agree. I think obviously 2022, I think you're going to see more uh, more smaller countries um, show interest in Bitcoin. I'm not sure how many of them will go um, and slap their balls on the table and go all in like El Salvador did and make it legal tender. I think you're going to see lots of kind of what Ukraine and Panama's done where they just said, hey, look, we're going to be really friendly to Bitcoin. We're going to tax it more nicely. Um like I expect lots of countries to do that. And was it recently Paraguay put a bill through parliament pertaining to Bitcoin mining, um, but they didn't make it legal tender. I think you're going to see lots of those kind of bills. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see the Paraguay news though. Um, But yeah, I, um, the Paraguay, what did they say? Yeah. I mean, Yes, I'm not sure. I think you're going to see lots of adoption in emerging markets, though. I agree. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of these emerging market currencies blow up probably this year, Um, like Turkey. Turkey's Turkey's currency is more volatile than a a dog coin. It might have been Turkey that had the fines for grocery prices. Oh, that would make sense. yeah, they. I think their prime minister already like kind of backtracked a little bit. Was like, you know what? We'll take a look at this cryptocurrency yeah. thing. I, um, I think I've got I an article. Word. Yeah, I. I think I've got an article bookmarked talking about Turkey and Which, Bitcoin. Plebs, if you're watching this on the YouTube, look at Luke's screen. It gives me such anxiety to see the amount of tabs he has. In fact, when this episode <laughs> goes live, I'm going to. Take a screenshot and circle yeah. the amount That's of tabs nothing. It has. This Why do you think I have all these? <laughs> I um, so there's a reason I've got all these browsers. browsers. Yeah, see, I've got Chrome. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be using Chrome two plebs. Just don't use Google. Get de Google yourself. I got Mozilla and I've got uh, Microsoft Edge, and they're all chock a block like this. Oh um, my god! <laughs> I mean, I that's like one, two, three, four. It'd be at least 30 there, 40. Yeah, probably 40 tabs per browser. Yeah. So you probably have like 120 tabs. Yep. None of, which, none of which are things that have come from my brain. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Um, um, so what do you think is... What do you think price prediction? Let's get... Let's, you know, just get fun here. And, and uh, this is an investment advice, but... What do you think happens to the Bitcoin price in 2022? Um, yeah, that's why I pulled the chart up. I think I think you're going to probably see like a, 
I think oh, you're obviously going to see six-figure Bitcoin. A lot of people are saying we're in a bear market and we've double topped. I, I think that's ridiculous. I do still think we're in a bull market. I think all the on-chain uh, data kind of confirms that uh, coins are still flowing off exchanges and going to long-term holders. So I think that's bullish. I think you're going to see Bitcoin at least, you know, above kind of 250K. Um, I think maybe at the end of 2022, maybe we're looking at like a, I don't know, $150,000 Bitcoin, $200,000 Bitcoin. So you think maybe we'll top at 250, drop back down to 150? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Bitcoin tops. Um, there's no. Well, more. yeah, no, I, I need mean, top for 2022. Oh, the highest price it hits in 2022? Yeah, what, what do you think is the high price of 2022? Probably, God, it's, it's difficult. Um I know my floor price. I know my floor price is above 100. I think once it gets above 100, it's staying above 100 for a long time. Um, and I think the, the possibility the possibility of it doing something really crazy and even going to 500,000, 600,000, 700,000 or even seven-figure uh, seven Bitcoin, I put that at maybe a 30 to 40% probability that it does it this year. Yeah. Well, I think... I think in 2022, there's a, I think Bitcoin, people will start announcing new prices in the five to $10,000 increments as opposed to $1,000 increments. You know, when it was hitting all the all time highs, it was like Bitcoin's worth $41,000 right now. It's worth 42, it's worth 43, you know, it's worth 68, 69. Um, I think in 2022, we might get to the point where, you know, like, because once it hits two hundred thousand dollars, like people are gonna be like, it's two hundred one, two hundred two. They'll be like, it's two ten, it's two twenty. You know, um, that's and bullish. that's where that's where you know the escape velocity to the upside is the crazy part. I think just being like slightly pessimistic, you know, thinking like, oh, there could be a dragnet here that's kind of pulling things down because people realize that this is the end game. Bitcoin wins. So there's big powers at play that are trying to accumulate as much as possible at a lower price. Um, but once that, but they don't know when that is going to end. Nobody does. And when that price rips, it's just going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're watching it right now. I think you're watching nation state level Bitcoin accumulation right now. Um, I always talk about this one chart. I talk about the chart of Bitcoins on exchanges. And I think in March of 2020, for the first time in Bitcoin's life, coins actually started leaving exchanges since March of 2020. So like for the first 10 years, coins were continually being mined by miners and then sent to exchanges to be sold on, on average. But since March of 2020, you've watched available Bitcoins for sale on exchanges drop from like 3.2 million coins to like 2.3 million coins. So I think you've watched 30% of the supply completely evaporate off exchanges um, in the past 18 months. Um, and I think if you go another 12 months and coins on exchanges drops another 30%, I think that'll be really interesting. And that's the one chart I look at for predicting when Bitcoin goes through escape velocity. Um, I think that trend of coins just leaving exchanges combined with all the FUD and the fuckery that we've seen 
during 2020 and 2021 with Bitcoin and all the bullshit news articles, the China ban even. I think all of that was all a kind of part of, um, I think you're watching uh, really important people around the world silently accumulate a very large Bitcoin position. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, I'd say that's bullish for 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, like I'm really bullish 2022. Uh, 2023, I, I honestly think we're above a million dollars by 2023. Um, 2024, I'd be shocked if we're not above a million dollars. Absolutely shocked. And that's where the next halving would be, right? Yes, yeah, so the next halving's in 2024. But typically the bull runs don't start until one year after the halving. I'm saying the four-year cycles are dead. Um, yeah. And I, I'm saying that you're going to see something weird happen between now and then. Yeah, no, I'm with you there because, I mean, it's kind of funny to me. People, you know, I've said it before, but people talk like, oh, you know, what's the, you know, is this going to be like the 20... 13 cycle or 2017 cycle and i'm like so there were only two cycles before and they were both different why do we think that this third one is going to be anything like it why do we think it's gonna be four years again you know what i mean it's just yeah I, i'm super cycle maximalist i think the halvings do something like i think oh, the halving yeah. it's just supply and demand definitely pushes the price up but i don't know what the fuck the tops are going to look like or how it's going to behave. Yeah, it's just going to be crazy. Um, and Macro what... predictions? All right, you go. You go first. Oh, I was just, sorry, I was just saying uh, macro predictions. What about, what do you, yeah, what do you think? Uh, so I, I think a lot of people are saying inflation's topped because the economy's slowing and the Fed's going to start tapering. So that's going to slow down inflation. Um, I don't think so. I think even if inflation by the manipulated metrics slow down for a month or two, I think the Fed will have to uh, reverse taper and they're going to have to start QE again. Um, and don't be surprised to see a big false flag, like a second strain of COVID or more lockdowns that gives the Fed the perfect excuse to um, continue printing more money and not raise rates. So that's my macro prediction. You're going to keep seeing inflation in 2022 um it's not going to go away it's not transitory um and the fed won't be able to taper its balance sheet and it won't be able to raise rates three times before june of 2022 like it's predicting i think they're going to fail on all of those yeah. how about you so i'll give you my paranoid take and my realistic take paranoid take will be that um they will move on from COVID and move on to the cyber pandemic. Um, getting on to the, let's say, not paranoid, but like my preparing, like preparing for worst case scenario. They make it, they, they close on ramps to internet. They close on ramps to information. Um, and they try to, lock down the information as much as possible um, because that is the one thing that is really screwing up their plans is the freedom of information and the, the way the information flows. Um, so if I had a macro prediction, I would, I would say that 
they're going to try and choke off your ability to get on the internet. Um, they're going to scare people into not being able to get on the internet. That's why everything's been pushed digital so that you're so reliant on the internet. And then they choke it off and all of a sudden you're choked off from life. Um, so that's why I would recommend people because then you're going to see food shortages. You're going to see, I mean, what's the saying that you're always, you're nine meals, you're three days away from chaos, you know, nine meals, you're nine meals away from chaos anywhere. Um, so if they start choking off, um, you know, food supplies and stuff like that, then uh, things are going to get a little crazy, which is why I would say don't live in a city, get out of the city, start relying on yourself. Um, and, but if what re is realistically going to happen is that they're going to threaten these things, it'll scare some people, but it's not going to work and it's going to continue to fall through their hands. Right now they're holding a castle that is made of sand and it is slipping, it's drying and slipping through their fingers. And the they, I mean, is the elites that want to centrally plan everything. Um, and they're realizing that uh, the, the, uh, they've lost. So my macro trend, um, the, I guess the positive one and on the realistic side, is that uh, we're going to have a trend towards the 1950s. And I mean that in terms, not in technology terms, but in terms of people not, not being so obsessed with stupid stuff. I think people are giving up. Like how I said with, um, people are giving up on like the, the futile things that are so pointless in life. And like I said, whenever I realized like I had a week where I averaged 45 minutes of screen time a day, I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even try. I just don't care. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm apathetic towards life. That means I'm apathetic towards things that don't matter anymore. And I think more people are going to do that. And you know, that's why I'm so excited about the community we're moving to and stuff where it's just, it's just a small town, you know, and I think a lot more people are going to move to small towns and that'll be the macro trend of 2022 is people moving to small towns, people relying, getting to know the person that makes their food, getting to know the, the source of their food, um, getting to, to know the source of their energy and um, and their information will, will come, um, they'll know the source of their information. And that really is a Bitcoin world because you're trusting you're not, you're not, you're not trusting, you're verifying, you're verifying where your food comes from, you're verifying where your information comes from, where your money comes from, where your kid's education comes from, you're verifying everything. And that is what I would say is going to happen. Cosign everything you just said. Um, you're bullish on the timelines. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not so sure what will happen next year. Um, I think the cyber pandemic's definitely coming. Um, I'm just not sure if it will come before the CBDCs are ready. I think they'll definitely want the CBDCs ready. And then they, when they pull the cyber pandemic, that's the crash of the entire financial system. And then they use that cyber terrorist attack to say, look, the old system's broken. Here's our new system. Download FedCoin and FedWallet. And that's also all hooked up with uh, a KYC internet login. I think they're going to do it all at the same time. Um, I'm not sure if it comes in 2022 or if it's another year away. It depends on the CBDC technology. I think that they'll never get to it because I think that they, I think that if they, I think they're going to realize that on the timeline that they'd be ready, 
Bitcoin will have won. So they're going to rush it. They're going to stumble out the gate and they're going to, they're going to, okay. they're going to mess it up. Kind of like what China's doing. China, you know, their plan, China was like, you know, 2020, the 2000s are our, de- are our century. And like all of a sudden Bitcoin comes along and just ruins that for them. Because if it wasn't yeah. for Bitcoin, then everything would be going ac- according to plan. You know, everything mm. would be going according to, ah, ha, 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 yes, mm. yes, let's, uh, let's cook the people at the airport. You know, let's, let's do that. That's a great idea. Is there any way we can get microwaves? Let's make a trend to make microwaves down by the crotch so we fry people's testicles and they don't have babies anymore because <laughs> um, it's a real like trend that's happening in the united states like we're like in homes are like they've the house that we just bought like the microwave is in the kitchen island like down by your crotch and i was like well obviously we're not keeping that there like <laughs> that's insane um but yeah it's just uh you know conspiracies you know um, I, I, that's bullish um, I, I can get on board with that idea. Uh, not the microwaving of crutches, but the idea of um, <laughs> them playing their hand early because they can see that they're losing their grip on control and the narrative in particular um, in 2021 um, and then maybe rushing the cyber pandemic early um, just, to, just to get another, just to roll out the KYC internet um, even before yeah. the CBDCs are ready. I can see that happening. And it'll be all sloppy and it'll be an attack on Bitcoin. Bitcoin will be going through 300,000, 400,000, 500,000. It might even get up to a million and they'll be freaking the fuck out. And they'll say, right, how do we slow this thing down? Cyber pandemic. And good luck because there's the, the plebs will figure a way around it and find a way to, to mesh, get past it. Yeah. Mesh networks, mesh networks and lightning. Um, And it would just slow down short-term adoption by normies. Uh, normies will be freaked out because they'll be, they'll there'll be a, like there'll be a bifurcation in price. Uh, Non-KYC coins will probably go up in value. Um, KYC coins will probably lose value because I reckon everything on the exchanges will get confiscated when they pull the cyber pandemic. Everyone's bitcoins on exchanges won't be allowed to leave exchanges and go to private wallets. Um, so yeah, it would just be a big fear event, but I think it'd be yep. bullish overall. Awesome. Well, that's it, plebs. I think uh, I think we said it. You know, you have nothing to worry about. Ignore the noise. Ignore ignore the. Pay attention to the signal. And uh, and and keep focused. Stack sats daily. Imagine if you had stack sats daily, no matter how much the price was through 2021 how great how grateful you'd be for that so just get to it sound advice um that's our that's our little review of a pretty wild year um i think never a boring never a boring year let alone a boring day yeah we live in the most interesting time in human history i honestly believe that i say it all the time i think the next two to three to four years are probably the most consequential years in human history and i really really do believe that I think watching the separation of money from state, uh, we've never been able to do it for 5,000 years. And I think Bitcoin, with Bitcoin, we're on the precipice of doing that. So I really do think it's going to be a pretty transformative handful of years. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, uh, anything else or does that do it for you? You gotta, you're you probably going to go eat because you're starving yourself. 
yeah, better go have some food and better go do some work. Um, I think that was everything. I think we touched on most of the big things in 2021. Um, thanks to anyone listening in who who tune, tunes in regularly. Um, come stir us up on Twitter. We're all on Twitter. Um, yeah, like mention me and stuff because otherwise I usually don't see it. So <laughs> I need to be better yeah. about Twitter. I've been saying that for about 10 months now. I need to up my Twitter game, but but I really do need to to maybe be more interactive uh, somehow. And, uh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, and you'll be in the next podcast I'll probably be doing from my new office. So Looking forward to seeing it. It'll probably be boxes, but, you know, we'll see. Same All right, guys. We'll appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll get you next time. See you, guys.